The following is a presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for high school sports. This is Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN. Well, I tell you, it is about time that we got warm weather in the state of Kansas. Yeah, 40 degrees doesn't seem warm, but it's about bleeping time. <laughs> um, but, anyways. I apologize for that mini tirade. Welcome in to Scoreboard Saturday here on News Radio KMAN. I am your host, AJ Shaw, as always. The great folks at WTC Communications bringing you this week's episode. WTC, of course, keeping you connected with the fastest fiber network, internet speeds. Get your home or business in the game with WTC online at WTCKS.com. Got a lot to get into this week. Uh, in our third segment, we sat down with Wamigo girls basketball coach Brian McIntosh. If you recall, we uh, had him on the show just before we went on our little mini hiatus before uh, the Christmas break. So we'll sit down and talk with him. This team took down Rock Creek last night, 47-37. So we'll sit down with him in the third segment. Uh, we'll also go over the new KBCA rankings that have come out. And speaking of Wamigo, uh, looking pretty good for them in 4A on the girls' portion of the rankings. We'll also get recaps of Manhattan Girls Tournament so far down in McPherson. Not looking so good. Mitch Fortner will have a recap on that. And as we'll also have Manhattan Boys, their recap against Blue Valley Stillwell last night. Troy Coverdale will have a word on that. So let's get started with... The Manhattan girls, who uh, things aren't looking so good right now. After starting 7-1, and one, head coach Scott Mall's team uh, currently have lost four straight games. They lost their back-to-back games at Blue Valley Stillwell and uh, Emporia. And then they start the McPherson tournament off not on the right foot. And uh, Mitch Fortner with a recap of both their games on Thursday and yesterday. Unfortunately, the Manhattan High girls basketball team has started 0-2 at the 29th annual Mid-America Classic from the Roundhouse in McPherson. On Thursday, they fall 41-37 in the first game of the tournament to Shawnee Mission East. Manhattan really struggled from the floor in the first half, shooting just 15%, a better 31% in the second half. It was a back-and-forth affair where Manhattan was down 8, then down 3. Back down 8, they claw within 3, but can never pull off the comeback. Manhattan's defense did force 27 Lancer turnovers. The Indians with just 15. On the night, Manhattan was led by Delaney Larson with 14 points. She also grabbed two rebounds and had three steals. Eight points as well from Cat Ball. She had three steals. Five coming from Maxine Deering. Three points, Emery Rolofson. Two points each for Marlia Jimenez and Janie Hilgers. Plus three points from Jora Parcell. Leading the way for Shawnee Mission East was a player that has signed to play women's college basketball at Yale is Abigail Long coming into the game averaging 24 points a game. She finished with 22. For Shawnee Mission East, they shot 33.3% for the game and was just 2 of 12 from 3-point range. Manhattan finished 3 of 20 from 3 and 6 of 11 from the free throw line. With the loss on Thursday, Manhattan fell to 7 and 4 for their third straight loss. And then yesterday in the roundhouse for a consolation semifinal, there were 7 ties and 6 lead changes. It came down to the wire, and it turned out to be a three-point shooting fest. But Manhattan would fall to the Andover Central Jaguars 52-49. to 
Like I mentioned in the previous game against Shawnee Mission East, Man had shot just 12 threes in the game. But against Andover Central, they shot 29 and hit eight of them. A huge five for nine day from three-point range from sophomore Janie Hilgers, who finished with 15 points. Indians got eight points from Maxine Deering, seven apiece from Delaney Larson and Jor Parcell, plus four points each from Cap Ball, Emery Rolison, and Kennedy Dodds. Three-point shooting from Andover Central was led by Hayden Snodgrass. The leading scorer for the Jaguars finished with 21 points and five of eight from three-point range. Snodgrass was more clutch than Manhattan down the stretch. Janie Hildress had a shot at a three-pointer right before the buzzer and potentially tie it. She missed it just a bit short. The Indians shot 29% from the game and 27% from three. Meanwhile, for Andover Central, whose 12 of their 19 field goals in the game were from three-point range, shot 43% from three, finishing 12 of 28. With Manhattan's two losses in McPherson, they'll now play for seventh place at the Mid-America Classic. Their opponent will be the Wichita Northwest Grizzlies. The Grizzlies will enter the game with a record of 3-9. and nine. Meanwhile, for Manhattan, 7-5, and five, and they're looking to end a four-game losing streak today against the Grizzlies for a noon tip-off pregame coverage at 11.45 a.m. And because of K-State men's basketball playing on the air, this will be an online broadcast only at NewsRadioKman.com. Manhattan girls looking to take seventh place today against Wichita Northwest at the Mid-America Classic in McPherson. I'm Mitch Fortner, News Radio KMAN. And thank you to Mitch Fortner. Always helping us out here on Scoreboard Saturday, the great sports director here at KMAN. So, yeah, not looking so good for Scott Mall's team. And I had the interview saved in here. For some reason, it did not uh, save properly in our little folder here. And, of course, I can't scroll down. Oh, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There we go. For some reason, I, I thought I had saved the interview in there, but it didn't uh, save properly for whatever reason. So we'll get that in there really quick and uh, get a word here from Scott Mall. Uh, his team, of course, has now dropped five straight, but a good effort against and- or four straight, but a good effort against Andover Central yesterday, as Mitch mentioned. Just three point shooting was the big difference in the game, and Andover Cent- Central shoots the ball well from three. And Mitch had an opportunity to sit down with Scott Mall after the ball game. Heck of an effort against uh, Andover Central. You lose 52 49, but let's start with Janie Hildress. Comes off the bench, and she is crushing three. She hit five in the game. She was a pretty big spark for you offensively. Yeah, she definitely was. That second half, we needed somebody to hit some shots because we weren't shooting very well from the outside again. And Janie really, she came in and hit a couple, then she got confidence, and the other girls started looking for her. And, it was kind of a duel at the end between her and the number three from the other team is who was hitting the threes. Yeah, Snodgrass hit five herself. She was five of eight. I mean, you, you guys say 29 threes in the game. Did you expect us to be a three-point shootout? Well, once they came out and played zone, uh, you know, we didn't get a lot inside. Now, in the first half, I thought we had a lot of looks inside, but we just didn't find, didn't get the ball in there. I thought we had a lot of girls open, and we kind of settled for some long threes a lot. Uh, Second half, we stood around a little bit more. We did get the ball in a few times. You know, our bigs, uh, uh, Kennedy and Jordan did score for us some down on the block, which which helped us a lot. But yeah, we we shot a lot of threes when I would have rather we maybe got some looks. But they you know they gave up threes. That's kind of what they did the night before. Also, they gave up some some good looks from threes. Your bread and butter for a long time has been your press defense. You know in your full-court presses. How well do you feel like you're you're delivering on those three-quarter court presses and forcing turnovers so far in the tournament? Well, it's all right. It's just these teams are better. So, you know, you, force, you usually get turnovers in the press against teams that aren't quite so good. So you know, we played t- teams with some pretty good ball handlers. You know, uh, 
uh, Andover Central plays with like four guards, four or five guards all the time, so they can handle the ball. Uh, you know, we got some we got some looks every once in a while. We force some turnovers, and we'd like to force a few more. All right, Coach. Uh... Noon, you'll play a seventh place game against Wichita Northwest. What do you think about the Grizzlies as you just watched them in their consolation semifinal? Yeah, I mean they had a good game for them. You know, they, they really struggled the day before, just didn't get anything going here. You know, they hit a lot of shots. Clearwater played pretty dead, really. And you know, Wichita Northwest, I've never seen quite so many banked in threes in one game. But you know, hopefully if we can come out and get bring in some energy like we did. Uh, in the second round game, bring some energy and get after him a little bit, put some pressure on We can stop him from doing that. All right, thanks, Coach. Thanks, Mitch. Mitch Fortner again down at the 29th Annual Mid-America Classic Girls Basketball Tournament at the Roundhouse in McPherson, Kansas. I'm getting better at saying these names, by the way. <laughs> I know during football season, for some people, it was like, ah, what the heck's wrong with this guy? But uh, I'm getting better with these names. I still butcher a few, but... You know, we're getting better, and we're getting better each day. So, yeah, Manhattan girls now 7-5 and five with their loss to a pretty good Andover Central team. Wichita Northwest today, 11.45 pregame. That game will be online, newsradiokman.com or 1350kman.com with a 12 o'clock tip. That's the seventh place game. And then uh, Manhattan High gets a few days off. Then they got a, a very tough ball game on the road uh, next Friday, February 2nd. Is that correct? February, Yeah, February 2nd uh, at Topeka Hayden. That's a 6 o'clock tip. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, Topeka Hayden is consistently one of the top teams in the state. They got Topeka High at home on the 6th, but they also have a makeup game with Washburn Rural on the 5th. That game, remember, if you remember, it was postponed. And it, it just it feels, it feels weird for Manhattan. They won that game on January 5th against Junction City, and ever since then they just – they haven't been able to win. Now, they, they've been close in their games. Uh, lost by 11 to Emporia. That's their biggest loss. Lost by 5 to Blue Valley Stillwell. 4 to Shawnee Mission East. And 3 yesterday uh, to Andover Central. So they're not getting blown out. They're just in a tough uh, spot in their schedule. And they're just they're going to have to find a way to get out of it. You know, Maybe they get some confidence back by beating Wichita Northwest today. Uh, who beat a Clearwater team that it seemed like from Scott Mall's comments didn't have a great game yesterday. So Manhattan High, that'll be a 11.45 pregame, 12 o'clock tip. Mitch Fortner on the call for that one from the Roundhouse in McPherson, Kansas. Coming up next, we'll dive into the Manhattan boys who were on the road at Stillwell last night. Were they able to respond after their blowout loss in the Tournament of Champions last week to Dodge City in the championship? We'll talk about more of that next on Scoreboard Saturday here on News Radio KMAN. We're back here on Scoreboard Saturday, News Radio KMAN on this Saturday. I'm your host, AJ Shaw. Uh, before we dive into Manhattan Boys. Got a lot of games coming up for you today. A couple of K-State games, a couple of high school games for Manhattan. First off, at 10.30 here on K-Man, number four, Houston, hosting uh, K-State men's basketball. K-State looking to bounce back after what I am saying is the steal of the year. <laughs> uh, their 11-point loss on Wednesday night to Iowa State. We'll have 10.30 pregame, 11 a.m. tip here on K-Man. And a little bit later today, a 3.30 pregame, 4 o'clock tip that's the number four team in the nation. The K-State women's basketball team looks for 
their 14th consecutive victory. They take on BYU. We'll also have girls basketball, Manhattan girls. Uh, that'll be a 11.45 pregame, 12 o'clock tip. That'll be online. Mitch Fortner on the call for that one. And then, of course, boys basketball later. Uh, don't know what station that's going to be on yet. Uh, keep an eye on our social media. We should probably mention it on there, at 1350KMAN, on Twitter and Facebook, or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, before we dive into Manhattan boys, just wanted to recap a couple of scores from last night. We start off uh, with boys basketball. Great game between Nemaha Central and Marysville. Nemaha Central, the Thunder, take down the Bulldogs 51-49 in a close battle. In TVL play for the boys, the Lynn Bulldogs take down Onega on the road, 52-45. Other games going on, you had a game between Sabetha and Silver Lake last night. The Blue Jays take down the Eagles in boys basketball, 76-57. This is a big game right here, Rock Creek and Wamego. A tough night for the Red Raiders, who go down to a very good Mustangs team. And we're going to try to get their coach on next week from Rock Creek. He was with us a couple of weeks back, but we want to talk to him because this team's playing well. They just won their tournament last week. 61-32 the final. Of course, we'll talk to Wamego girls coach Brian McIntosh in our next segment. Other games that went on last night. Again, in TVL play, boys basketball. Blue Valley Rams, one of our area teams, take down the Mustangs of Donovan West, 60-53. to Clifton Clyde boys, one of the top teams in the state, take down Frankfurt uh, 65-53. We wanted to talk to Brian Ebert, their head coach, but uh, fortunately schedules got mixed up and they had a long travel back, so we're going to see if we can try to get him on next week. Uh, Brian Ebert, the head coach for the Frankfurt girls basketball team. Uh, I was talking about boys there. I don't know why I mentioned Brian Ebert. Well, Brian Ebert, we were going to have him on. Fortunately, could not, but we'll see if we can try to get him on next week. Clay Center, dominant win over Smoky Valley, 78-44. The Tigers, they had a great night at home in their gym. Uh, So a lot of big games going on last night. Uh, Just a couple of more here before we uh, dive in to Manhattan. Topeka Hayden boys going down to Shawnee Heights. The Thunderbirds pick up the 12-point win, 67-55 last night. Uh, A couple of more. Here's Centralia beating Hanover in girls TVL action, 42-38, a low-scoring game in that one. And uh, one more here, Chapman takes down Holton in girls basketball, 50-49. Chapman boys take down Holton boys. The Irish win 72-53 in that one. All right, let's dive into Manhattan boys now. Uh, 2-1 in their tournament at Dodge City, the Tournament of Champions. A blowout loss, a tough loss, 65-44 to Wichita Heights in the championship game last Saturday. But last night, a thriller against Blue Valley Stillwell, but unfortunately a few injuries. Landon Knopp, one of their top players, went down with an injury. And uh, Benji George's team was pretty short at, near the end of that game. And unfortunately, Blue Valley Stillwell comes away with the 53-50 win. And Troy Coverdale had an opportunity to sit down with Benji George after that one. 53-50 the final tonight as Manhattan High falls in overtime at Blue Valley. We're joined by head coach Benji George following the defeat, and this was one in which your guys really had to scramble and claw with Landon Knopp on the bench with an injury at varying times tonight. The foul trouble that kept Newcomer and McNabb sidelined for periods of time and a near injury to Miles Braxmeyer, and uh, boy, your guys... Uh, still found a way to at least be in a position where you could have won this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm awful concerned about bodies, knowing that we turn around and play tomorrow. I mean, we got, you know, three guys hurt with Sam and Landon and um, Noah, and then what happened with Miles. Um, 
I could go on and on about what happened with Miles. It, I, it just it, it leaves me speechless, to be honest. But, um, you know, I'm really proud of our effort. I told the guys that, you know, everything we're asking them to buy into from a leadership standpoint and a togetherness standpoint and a culture standpoint, they've really had to change, you know, how they started out and they've been bought in. And I told them, you know, those things aren't for when things are easy and you won four games in a row. Those are things are for when when the adversity hits. And, um, you know, I, I told them I couldn't be any more proud of them had the shot not go, gone in. I mean, if the shot doesn't go in and, and we go win by one and double overtime, it doesn't mean I'm any more or less proud. I thought we really, really left it on the line. Um, I thought we gave incredible effort. Um, our togetherness uh, in the moments between the moments is great. And I could just have to implore our guys to be willing to do it again tomorrow. Frustrating part of this for you is that it really was a case where shots just weren't falling for you. And they put up some big threes. Yeah, they hit some big shots, no doubt. Um, you know, our, our zone gave them some issues at times. Um, and then, you know, the one thing I still come back to is we, we fouled too much. And, I, you know, they got a lot of easy ones at the line. I think once that started happening, then they saw the ball through the net. Um, you know, we made, some, we made some tough plays ourselves offensively. We, we definitely didn't shoot it probably as well from the perimeter as we had all year. Um, you know, but... I mean, we, we still found a way on a night where maybe we didn't have our best stuff of putting ourselves in a position to win and doing it so shorthanded. I, I, you know, I was, I was, I'm highly concerned about just, you know, having enough guys to throw out there because we were, they were dropping like flies there for a while. <laughs> yeah, it, it really put you in a spot where you were challenged to have to maybe extend the bench a little more than what you yeah. wanted to in terms of time. Max Stannard tonight gave you a lot of minutes and played well yeah he did i mean he's super tough defensively he can play any position on the floor um you know he was one really getting his hand on the ball defensively creating some turnovers um he does a good job on offense because he cuts so hard and always seems to find himself in the right spots um you know and i think some other silver linings is you know elijah getting out there and getting some game reps um which, which was needed and um you know we just Sometimes like this, when your heart gets ripped out of your chest, the, the best thing is not to sit and stew on it with four days of practice. We just we turn around and play we play tomorrow, and it might be the best antidote. That being said, you have to take on an Emporia team that, as you and I talked about last week, does offer some challenges. Yeah, it's going to be very similar. I mean, they want a rock fight. I mean, they, they want to play first to 40 wins. I think it's going to be a very similar style um, to what we saw tonight. Uh, Blue, I thought Blue Valley was more probably more physical than we gave them credit for. Um, and, and that's what we're going to see tomorrow. I think we have to be ready to for another grinded-out game. Uh, get the ice baths ready. Yeah, thank you. We're going to yeah. need it. Thank you, Benji. Appreciate Thanks. it. Benji, George's comments following this one as Manhattan again falls in overtime, 53-50 at Blue Valley. That was Troy Coverdale. Thank you, sir. Tough one for Manhattan, but they got to bounce back. Six o'clock tip tonight at Emporia. And then they got to go to Topeka Hayden, who was taken down tonight. We already mentioned that earlier in the segment. Then they got back-to-back home games on the 5th and 6th, make up with Washburn Rural on the 5th, and then Topeka High on the 6th. And then I think the game of the year, uh, February 9th, 7.45 tip-off at Junction City. We had Nick Perez, of course, on the show last week. The boys coach at Junction City, that's going to be a big game. And then Emporia, Washburn Rural, and Topeka Hayden to wrap up their schedule before we get into Substate starting the final week of February. When we come back, we will sit down with Brian McIntosh, the Wamigo girls basketball coach. That's all coming up next on Scoreboard Saturday, powered by WTC Communications.
Back here on Scoreboard Saturday on this January the 27th, 2024. By the way, I know she's out there listening, but I want to wish a happy belated birthday to my mother. Hope you had a nice birthday. I talked to her the other day. I call, I made sure to call my mom, and we had a nice conversation on the phone, but happy birthday to my mom. And uh, I miss you and love you and hope to see you in a couple of months. Anyways, back to the show. Uh, in our third segment here, we'll sit down with Wamigo girls basketball coach Brian McIntosh. His team is rolling, man. Uh, another win last night. They uh, take down a very good Rock Creek team that was no slouch. Uh, so now sitting at 11-1, and another team held under 40 points. Uh, they've, I was mentioning this, and we'll, we got into it a little bit later on in the interview, but since the 15th of December at, against Clay Center on the road, Wamigo has allowed over 40 points to a team once, and that was to St. James Academy last Friday, uh, the game, they, their only loss. And then they allowed 40 to Topeka High in the season opener and 40 to Chapman on December 12th. Besides that, their defense has been stellar. Uh, but they're down one of their top players in Lexi Heck to uh, end up breaking her thumb early in the week. I talked to Coach McIntosh about that. He says about four weeks, but hoping to get her back uh, for the sub-state game. AJ Shaw here with Wamigo girls basketball coach Brian McIntosh. Uh, coach, first off, uh, congratulations. Ten days ago, you picked up your 100th career win at Wamigo. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, been pretty blessed to be surrounded with a lot of great girls and coaches and admin. So that makes things um, a whole lot more enjoyable when you can share it with other people. Absolutely. Well, congratulations, and here's to 100 more for you. I appreciate it. Thanks. So another win for you tonight. You pick up a conference win over Rock Creek. Uh, overall, it was a pretty easy win, it seemed like, for you guys at times, but you're down uh, one of your top players and uh, Lexi Hecht, who has an arm injury. Uh, how's she doing right now? Uh, is she expected back anytime soon? Yeah, Lexi's, uh, she's, she, she broke a bone in her thumb, um, and so it's looking like probably four weeks, so. Uh, you know, we're hoping, you know, best case scenario that, you know, she's backed by um, sub-state. Um, and then until then, we'll have to hold down the fort a little bit and figure out some, you know, ways that to win that, you know, maybe we haven't had to. And so um, I was very pleased tonight with our girls and how they responded so quickly. We haven't had a whole lot of time to, you know, prepare with the group that we had. But um, they came in and, uh, you know, played terrific defense and made plays when we had to and um got a good win tonight i was proud of them yeah Gree panzer leading scorer with 14 points sarah springer big night as well eight points four assists uh isabella wilbur had eight rebounds uh talk a little about those players stepping up for you with uh, lexi out well we talked about that you know lexi's a, a huge part of what we do um and we just talked about you know everybody's gonna have to step up their game and um you know we're gonna have to be better, um, you know, just at the little things. Um, and so, you know, very pleased with how Greer played. Um, Panzer most of the, most of the night, she, she played really good defense, solid defense and made some offensive plays. Um, especially in the first half that gave us a nice lead going into half. Um, Bella Wilbur, 
you know, she's one of those kids that when she finally realizes how dominant she can be, you know, I think she's going to be a, a 10 and 10 type of kid. She's very, very athletic, but sometimes she doesn't always use that athleticism. Um, I thought tonight she came out and we kind of challenged her and, um, you know, she was all over the place, jumping up, grabbing rebounds, um, taking rebounds away. And so I thought she did a good job of helping us control the paint. Um, and Sarah, Sarah's just so solid for us. Um, you know, I asked her to play point guard. She hadn't played point guard for three years, probably. Um, but she came in and, and helped us. Um, Leah Winter, a freshman, came in, um, started in place of Lexi and gave us terrific minutes. She's got um, some things she's got to learn, but, you mm-hmm. know, we all do. And, you know, we'll get there. And, and then, of course, Riley Meinhart, um, she's just kind of our blue-collar mm-hmm. player and blue player that um, does a lot of things that don't always show up on the stat sheet that helps us win. Well, I'm just looking at here at the stats. I mean, rebounding has definitely been a strength of your team this year. I mean, you had two players who had eight boards. Uh, Sarah Reed had five boards. Uh, just overall, a complete team effort for you guys. Yeah, and, and that's what we talked about. You know, I mean, just everybody's going to have to step up and do a little bit more, um, you know, to ease the um, missing Lexi. And so, you know, I, I was very pleased. It's just, you know, it's satisfying to see him go out there and battle and. Um, still come away with a with a solid win, you know, over a, a good Rock Creek team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, the weather has affected some of your games. You have a makeup game coming up on Monday against Abilene from an earlier postponement. Uh, how's how have you guys been able to kind of deal with that challenge of maybe not having a lot of practice time because of school being canceled and having to move games around a little bit? Man, we've had to be really flexible um, and just kind of adjust on the fly. Um, you know, we have a lot of shoot arounds on game days in the morning to try to get a little bit extra time in, um, you know, the girls have, we, we talk about it all the time, you know, when adversity hits, you know, how are we going to handle it? You know, or, are we going to, you know, find strength in it, you know, or are we just going to, um, you know, not fix anything. And so we talk a lot about just how we're going to handle adversity and use that to our advantage and help it help us make us stronger in the long run. So um, it's been it's been a weird winter. Um, you know, you're sitting around the phone a lot, seeing if you can practice, see if there's mm-hmm. going to be a game, and then you just have to adjust and go. And um, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is at this point, and so um, we're just going to make the most out of it. I don't re- recall. Maybe you do, but I don't recall a a season where we've seen so many teams and so many games be affected by the weather. I don't either. I've been doing this a long time, and, um, you know, I just I haven't seen the, you know, like in a short amount of time, it just seems like, you know, the beginning of January, really, um, to mid-January is just like, you know, you, I, I've never seen it come that hard that fast. You know, you may have some stretches here or there over the course of the season, but nothing quite this bad. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking with Wamego girls basketball coach Brian McIntosh, a coach eleven and one on the season. Uh, talk a little about the Tonganoxie tournament. You went two and one uh, wins over the host school Tonganoxie. You beat Udora as well. You're going to be seeing next Friday. Uh, talk a little bit about how that experience was for your team. You know, it's always a great um, opportunity for us to go and play some teams that we may not see and some really good competition. Um, you know, it, we try to treat it kind of like a sub-state or a state mentality where, 
Um, you know, you start out with the, we were the higher seed, so we started out with Tonga and Oxy, and I thought we played really well. We're still trying to get our legs under us at that point because we hadn't played very many games um, in the new year, and and so I was pleased with how we played. And then we turned around, and played St. James, and you know, and in my mind, from what I've seen, they're they're one of the best teams in the state at any le- at any level. And they're fantastic. Um, they were athletic as can be, but it was a good test for our girls to see that. Um, you know, they're long and they're tall. I mean, they're all, they got four starters that are right around six foot, six foot one. And, you know, I mean, it just, it showed us some things that we're going to have to work on. Um, you know, if we want to be a state contender type of team. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll use that and we'll look back at that game, I think down the road. Um, and it'll help us. Um, you know, I, I was proud of how we bounced back from that game and, and played a really good Eudora team that had only lost two games at that point. So, you know, I thought we came out and we had a good game plan and the girls gritted out a, a third-place win. Absolutely. Great performance from them. And I'm sure you would have loved to pick up the win against St. James Academy, but definitely lessons to learn from that one. And, you know, you never know. could be a, a game that you look back at the end of the season as the game that pushes you to the top. Uh, a couple more questions from me. Uh, Last time we talked, this hadn't been announced, but a couple weeks back, uh, Keisha announced the implementation of a trial run for a shot clock next year, 35 seconds. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on that? I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love it. I think <laughs> it's going to help um, advance the game at the high school level. And, you know, I hope that, you know, I'm, I'm under the impression that uh, we will have a shot clock next year um, and you know, on that trial basis, and I hope it gets implemented. Um, you know, I, it helps with the pace of the game. Um, and, and really, I don't think it's going to affect as much as what people think because 30 seconds is a long time. And not very often do you see possessions last longer than that anymore just with the style of play. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to coach at the college level for a while and, and, and I just saw how it helped the flow of the game. Um, you know, it's it's nice to be able to tell your kids, hey, let's lock down defensively for 30 seconds, you know, and then go down to the other end. And so I, I think there's a lot of motivation. I think there's going to be a lot of um, um, strategy involved in it with coaching. Um, and so I'm, I'm all for it. I've been for it uh, for a long time. Excellent. Um, final question. Defense has definitely been a key for you guys. You held another team under 40 points tonight. Uh, going back to the game against uh, Clay Center on the 15th of December, you've had all but one game where you've held uh, your opponent under 40 points. So what's been the key to that? You know, it's, it's who we are. Um, it's what we talk about. It's what we do. Uh, we hang our hat on, on our defensive pressure and how we prepare, um, you know, to go against other teams. You know, we spend a lot of preparation um, a lot of time on preparation for, you know, what another team does and, you know, how can we take away what they want to do. And so, you know, that's something that our girls have really bought into. And there's going to be nights where, you know, you, you don't score it very well. And you've got to be able to go back and and hang your hat on defense is our philosophy. And so, you know, I've been really proud of our girls. <clears throat> After losing six seniors last year, um, you know, girls came in, stepped into um, a new role, and have been doing a terrific job. And you know, a big part of that is our defensive pressure and just our preparation um, 
from game to game. Awesome. Well, Coach, uh, appreciate you again sitting down with us. Congratulations on the win again tonight, and uh, hopefully we can talk again down the road. That sounds great. I, I appreciate the time, AJ. And that was Brian McIntosh, Wamego Girls Basketball Coach. Final segment coming up in just a moment. We'll dive into the uh, KBCA rankings. A couple of our area teams are in the rankings, so you don't want to miss out on that. It's all coming up next on Scoreboard Saturday, powered by WTC Communications. Final segment here on Scoreboard Saturday, News Radio KMAN. I am your host, AJ Shaw. Of course, our show always brought to you by the great folks over at WTC Communications. WTC Keeping you connected with the fastest fiber network internet speeds. Get your home or business in the game with WTC online at WTCKS.com. Hold on just one second. Apologies for that. Had to cough. Didn't want to have you guys hear that on the air. All right, uh, we've been plugging this pretty much for the whole show, but let's dive into the uh, KBCA rankings. They came out on Tuesday, so these are obviously subject to change next week, but uh, a couple of our area teams are in the rankings, and 4A girls, Wamigo girls, second uh, behind Bishop Miege. So congratulations to Brian McIntosh's team. I had not seen these rankings before, uh, I had interviewed him, so I, I, I wish I had brought that up with him. Uh, no other girls' teams in the rankings, but uh, in the boys' side, Rock Creek 7th in 4A boys. And uh, I had one more here. Man, if only I could read things quicker. No, that's it. So we only have two teams in the uh, uh, the rankings this week. Rock Creek boys 7th in 4A and uh, Wamigo Girls second in 4A. We'll get to the full rankings here uh, for folks that are just interested. They, again, they come out every Tuesday. Uh, you can go to KBCA Rankings on Google or whatever search provider you use, and uh, you can figure that out. So in 6A Girls, Shawnee Mission South uh, is the number one team. Wichita Heights, number two. Blue Valley North, three in 6A Girls. Blue Valley Northwest, uh, for both those teams out of Overland Park. Olathe South 5th, Olathe West 6th, Derby 7th, Blue Valley, just standard Blue Valley is 8th, Washburn Rural 9th, and Wichita South 10th in the 6A rankings. Over in 5A, Andover, number 1 in 5A girls, uh, Seaman out of Topeka, number 2, Bishop Carroll out of Wichita 3, May South is 4, St. James Academy, very talented team out of Lenexa, they're 5th in 5A girls, Emporia 6th, DeSoto 7th, Highland Park out of Topeka, 8th. Great Bend, ninth, And St. Thomas Aquinas is 10th. Then we go over to 4A Girls. We already mentioned uh, Bishop Miege is 1. Wamigo, 2. McPherson comes in at 3 in the rankings. Fort Scott at 4. Wellington at 5. Uh, Eudora at 6th. Uh, Circle, which is out of Tawanda, is 7th. Clay Center, 8th. Ottawa, ninth, And Pratt in 10th. So Clay Center, girls, 8th in the 4A rankings. Over to 3A, we have uh, Silver Lake at 1, Topeka Hayden is at 2, Rossville at 3, Halstead at 4, Nemaha Central checks in at 5 with Heston at 6, Santa Fe Trail at 7, Cheney at 8, Goodland at 9, and Minneapolis at 10. So Silver Lake checks in at number 1 
in the 3A girls' rankings. In 2A, Riverside, number one. Uh, St. Mary's Colgan at two. Hillsboro at three. Hoxie at four. The Independent out of Wichita is fifth. Wichita County, uh, Leote, Wichita County at sixth. Smith Center at seven. Mar Hill Mount Academy at eighth. Uh, Beren Academy out of Elbing. I've never heard of them before. They're nine. And Valley Heights out of Blue Rapids. They're 10th in the 2A rankings. I go over Division One now. Little River at one. Clifton Clyde girls at two. They played Frankfurt last night. Again, uh, we were going to have Brian Ebert on the show, the Frankfurt girls coach, but unfortunately, scheduling got in the way, so we're going to try to see if we can get him on next week. We're going to have probably at least three interviews next week if we can get him on the show because we're going to try to get uh, Rock Creek's coach, the boys' coach, and see if we can get another coach on here. Uh, South Gray is three, Frankfurt four, so there's actually another one of our area teams. I apologize. Uh, Frankfurt four uh, in Division one. Hudson is five out of St. John. Centralia, another TVL team at sixth. Madison Hamilton at seven. Olpe is at eight. Norwich at nine. And Spearville uh, is at ten. Over to Division two. Labo at one. Buckland at two. Hanover, a TVL team at three. Uh, Wallace County out of Sharon Springs, they're four. South Haven, five. Central Christian, six. Ingalls at seven. Uh, Beloit, St. John's Tipton, is eighth. Grinnell Wheatland is at nine and Moscow at 10. So those are uh, the girls' rankings. Again, Labo at one in Division two and 1A. Uh, Lind- uh, sorry, that's the boys. Hold on just a second. <laughs> Got so many pages here. Uh, Division one girls, Little River, 2A, Riverside, 3A, Silver Lake, 4A, Bishop Miege, Andover is at one and 5A, and Shawnee Mission South at six. Of course, Wamigo, uh, two and four A girls, and over in one uh, uh, A Division One girls, Frankfurt checks in at four. So, congrats to those teams. And Wamigo, you have to think might go up this week. Maybe they stay in two, but they're going to be in a tight battle with Bishop Meage. Frankfurt may go down a little bit because of the loss tonight to, or last night to Clifton Clyde, uh, but overall, pretty solid stuff. Now over to the boys, since uh, if anybody was, everybody was waiting for me to get into that. Uh, 6A boys, Wichita Heights checks in at WOM with Shawnee Mission Northwest at 2. Blue Valley Northwest at 3 with Shawnee Mission East at 4. Wichita Northwest at 5 with Olathe West at 6. Blue Valley West comes in 7th. Olathe West, in, uh, Olathe South, I'm sorry, in 8th. And then Junction City checks in at 9. Nick Perez's team. Shout out to them. Junction City out of the Centennial League checks in at 9 and 6A boys. And Shawnee Mission South coming in at 10. Over to 5A. Uh, Mays South leading the pack in 5A boys at 1. Cape and Mount Carmel out at, at 2 out of Wichita. Highland Park out of Topeka at 3 with DeSoto and Hutchinson 4-5. Blue Valley Southwest at 6 with Goddard at 7. St. Thomas Aquinas checking in at 8. Another school out of Overland Park. Uh, Shawnee Heights comes in at 9. And Emporia. Another team out of the Centennial League comes in at 10th in the 5A boys uh, rankings. So we got a lot of Centennial teams in here. Uh, 4A boys, McPherson leading the pack at 1 with Atchison at 2. Circle at 3 out of Tawanda. Hugerton at 4. Fort Scott at 5 with Abilene at 6. Another one of our area teams, Rock Creek. You have to think they'll be going up next week in the rankings. They come in at 7th this week in 4A boys uh, with Eudora, Chanute, and Baldwin wrapping it up at 8, 9, and 10. So shout out to those teams. 3A boys, Beloit leading at number 1 with Cheney at number 2. Of course, they won the state championship in football, had that big win in the semifinal over Andale. 
Uh, Goodland at three, Heston at four, Wellsville comes in at five with Ellsworth at six, Gerard at seventh, Wichita Collegiate at eighth, St. Mary's, uh, another school that uh, we've we've covered a couple of games of theirs in the past there at nine, and Sabetha comes in at ten in 3A boys. In 2A, Linden, top of the pack with St. Mary's Colgan at two, Sterling at three. El Saline comes in at four with Moundridge at five. Sacred Heart out of Salina comes in at six with Wichita Classical School. Oxford at eight, Erie at nine, and Medicine Lodge at ten. Linden leading the pack in 2A boys. And there's my last sheet. Boy, we've gone about seven minutes with this. This is a pretty long list. We're getting there, though. Uh, 1A Division One boys, South Gray leading the pack at one. South Central at two, out of cold water. Olpe at three, Osborne at four, Clifton Clyde boys, very good team coming in at five, Central Plains out of Claflin comes at six, uh, Hodgman County out of Jetmore at seven, Central out of Burden comes in at eighth, Lacrosse comes in at nine, and Maxville comes in at ten in 1A Division One boys. In Division Two boys, Northern Valley leading the pack, Axel boys in two, we talked to Jason Tynan, their coach a couple of weeks back, they come in at two. Araya Christian out of McPherson at three, Hanover at four, uh, Dighton comes in at five, Cunningham at six, Shailene out of Bird City comes in at seven, Labo at eight. So Labo was number one in the girls' 1A Division two poll. Uh, Beloit St. John's Tipton at nine, and Weskin comes in at ten. Never heard of Weskin before, but a shout out to them. As uh, Division two boys, those are the rankings. Again, Northern Valley leads 1A Division two boys, South Gray 1A Division one boys. Wichita Heights leading 6A boys. Of course, Junction City checks in at 9 on that list. May South leading the pack in uh, 5A boys with Emporia at 10. Uh, in 4A, we got Rock Creek coming in at 7 with McPherson leading the pack. Beloit leading the 3A pack for the boys. Linden leads 2A for the boys as well. So those are your rankings. Uh, we're going to try to go through those every single week, see some of the changes and uh Overall, that's a pretty reliable poll if you're looking for some of the top teams in the state of Kansas. All right, a couple of housekeeping things we got to do before we get out of here. Of course, K-State at Houston, the men's team, 10.30 pregame here on K-Man, 11 o'clock tip. At the same time, at 11.45, Manhattan girls in the McPherson tournament. That's an 11.45 pregame on our website, newsradiokman.com. It will not be on any of our stations. It will not be here on K-Man or any of our sister stations, it will be on our website, newsradiokman.com. You can go to the Listen Live tab, and you will find the game. That's a 12 o'clock tip. BYU women's basketball against the number four team in the country, K-State. you got to go out and watch these girls if you haven't watched them play. Going for their 14th straight win and 20th win of the season. Jeff Mitty's team is for real. 3.30 pregame, 4 o'clock tip here on K-Man. And then Manhattan boys in Emporia. Don't know the station? Stay tuned to our social media at 1350KMAN in order... Boy, I'm, I'm running out of breath here. I'm talking so fast. At 1350KMAN to keep an eye on that. That's a 6 o'clock tip. They're playing Emporia. Back-to-back for them. Can they bounce back? We'll see. And then, of course, tomorrow we got the AFC Championship game. Chiefs and Ravens. <sighs> I didn't make a prediction in the Chiefs-Bills game, even though I, I was thinking the Chiefs were going to win. I don't want to make a prediction because I don't want to be accused of of of, of um, jinxing it. All right, we'll just, just screw it. We'll go with the Ravens. We'll go Ravens twenty seven, Chiefs twenty. Uh, Patrick Mahomes loses to Lamar Jackson. Maybe that'll get the Chiefs a win. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
Hopefully nobody gets mad and uh, decides to stop listening to the show because of that. All right, we got to get out of here. The Kim Commando Show coming up next. It's been a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN, powered by the great folks over at WTC Communications. WTC, keeping you connected with the fastest fiber network internet speeds. Get your home or business in the game with WTC online at WTCKS.com. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Go Cats!